You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. And immediately he went on his journey. Then he who had received five went traded them and made another five talents. And likewise received, gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, somebody say a long time. Somebody say a long time. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came to settle the accounts with them. So he who had five received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents, and look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things, enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who also received two talents came and said, Lord, you deliver me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then the one who received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you were a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. I was afraid. Somebody said, I was afraid. I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered him and said, you wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you had had a, I'd had a, a deposit my money with bankers at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away. And cast his unprofitable servant into utter darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Last time I ministered on this, the first part of this message, I ministered on three principles. Anybody remember them? That means you're not applying them. (laughs) The first one was the principle of ownership, that God owns everything. How many know that God owns everything? Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second principle is the principle of distributing, that God gives us talents, God gives us gifts, each according to their abilities, all right? So first one is God owns everything. Somebody say God owns everything. And God gives us, say, come on, God gives us according to our abilities. The third principle was the principle of accountability. That God is coming to see what you did with these talents. 
You, somebody say me, you're going to have to give an account. You're going to have to give account what you did with your talents. You're going to have to give an account what you did with Jesus in your life. So you got to understand that everything belongs to God. Nothing that you own, you own. It belongs to God. You think it's your money? It's not your money. Guess whose money it is? God's money. That house that you think that you own, guess what? It's not yours really. God owns it, amen. When you die, somebody else is going to take it. Come on. So you got to know that you, you, you got to understand that God owns everything. He gives everyone according to their ability. But when he comes back, you're going to have to give an account of what you did with it. Are you following me so far? Amen. So let's go on and move on and see what we're going to do here, amen, on the next ones, amen. So the next one in Matthew chapter 25 is this, the principle of utilizing, utilizing, amen. The definition of utilizing is to make use of. In other words, how are you applying or you're exercising your talents? The scripture says that he gave some five, one, two, and still another, what? One. Everybody, some people get five, some people get two, some people get one, but everybody gets something. Come on. Everybody gets something. You, no one can hear, can say, I, I got nothing. No. Everyone gets something. Come on, somebody. Come on. The truth here, you got to understand, church, the truth in this parable teaches us that it is wrong. Listen, you got to listen. It is wrong to bury your talent. God expects you to use the talent that he gives you. Otherwise, he would not have given it to you. Amen. It is a sin not to use what God has given you. James chapter 4.17 says this. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. How many know things that you ought to do? Are you doing it? See, if you know the things that you need to do, the right things that you need to do, and you don't do it, the Bible calls it a sin. Not Pastor Art, not Priest Chapel, God. God calls it a sin. There are three different servants here in this, in this parable. The first man in verse 16 received how many talents? The first one. Five. Five. First part of, of, of the word, you got to listen, amen. Five talents. The next one received how many? Two talents. And the last one? One, amen. Now it says right here the, that he went to one. The one that received five went to work, amen, and he put his money to work and he gained five more talents. He doubled his talents. He received five and he received five more. I mean, no, that's a pretty good investment. Come on, to double your money. Come on, talents was a form of money back then, amen. A talent was like worth $1,000, amen, sort of speaking right now. But, but it, he received, he put it to work, he gained five, he received five, and he gained five more. It was a double. He doubled it. The second one received two talents. He went right away, and he gained two more. He doubled his talents. He got 100% of his return, and God was pleased with him. Verse 18 said, but he who received one, somebody say one, went and dug a hole and hid his Lord's money. 
He went and buried his talent, church, amen. He did nothing with it, amen. He, he put it on a shelf, and he thought nothing ventured, nothing gained. So I want to look at this third person today. Come on. I want you to follow me. Tell you never get Listen up. Come on. I want you to follow me because I want to look at this third person. Can I let you in on a little something? There's a lot of third persons still in the church today. There's still a lot of persons, third person. So I want to look at this third person. Come on. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, he's going to be talking to you. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. This third person gets this one talent and he takes this one talent that God gave him and he just sits on it. He says, I'm not going to do anything crazy. I'm not going to double it. I'm not going to invest it, amen. I am going to do nothing with it. How many know that you got to be cray-cray for Jesus? Come on. Anybody here cray-cray for Jesus? Come on. you got to be crazy for Jesus, amen. you gotta, you got to do something, amen, with this thing. God is not looking for people to sit in pews. Come on. He's not looking for people just to sit on their behinds. He, he, did, he did not save you to sit down, amen. His blood, he, come on, that he shed is not looking for someone that's not doing nothing. But a people that will get off there and do something with their talents. He's looking for people that will stand up and rise up to do something. He shed his blood for you. He died on the cross for you. He has given you talents according to your ability, but not to just sit on them, but to use them. Can somebody say amen? There's a lot of churches out there today filled with this third person. There's a lot of churches out there that are doing nothing for God. They are sitting service after service, week after week, Month after month, year after year, doing nothing. Thinking them coming is doing something. How many of you coming doesn't mean you're doing anything for God? You've got to be doing something with your life, church. See, this third person here was only thinking about himself. How many know... That when you gave your life to Jesus, it is no longer about you. It's about others. It has nothing. When you first got saved, it was all about you. After you get saved, it's, it's not about you. It's about others. Amen. You see, this man hoped to play it safe. This man was trying to protect himself from a hard master. Verse 26 says, you know what? His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Notice the, 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 the Bible doesn't say, it's okay. I, I understand. I know that you wanted to play it safe. I, I know you've been here for five years and you don't want to get involved. That, that's okay. No, the master says what? Calls him wicked, calls him lazy servant. See, the master judged him for his self-centeredness. And he told him, you could at least put a little effort into it. You could have 
did a little effort and walked to the bank, made a deposit, and maybe I would have came back and got some interest. He said, you could have at least done that, but you were only thinking about yourself. You sat on it. You, you stuffed it in your mattress. You, you buried it in the backyard, and you did nothing with it. You see, the point here, church, is that the third person didn't even try. His sin, listen, his sin was in doing nothing. His sin was about him being active, not being involved. The text says that he went and he buried it. He dug a hole and buried it in the ground. Listen, things that are buried are usually because it's what? Dead. He buried it to get it out of sight, to hide it, thinking out of sight, out of mind. And the point God here is making is that, you know what? To do nothing is wicked and lazy. It's a sin. It's a sin to do nothing for the kingdom of God. See, God will rather have you try, church, rather have you step out, try to do something new, even if you blow it, than to do nothing at all. You guys follow me today? A quote from somebody says this, it is better to do something and fail than to do nothing at all. See, God would rather have you make an attempt, to make an attempt, to make an effort, church, amen, to live for him and to stumble and continue going forward, to try something in the ministry and say it didn't work than to do nothing at all. The master tells the third person, you didn't even try you didn't even give it an effort. You didn't even go out and, and just try just a little bit. You did nothing with it. Church, you got to attempt something great and expect something great from God. Even if it doesn't work, at least you try and you just move on. Come on, church. There is no failure in trying. There is no failure in trying, church. My wife and I came to Vegas, amen, with big goals. We had vision, amen, uh, to plant churches here. 17 years later, church, I, I have not planted a church. But I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to die trying, church, amen. Let me tell you, I found you guys along the way. So I think it was pretty good, amen, hallelujah. I may not plant a church, but I found you and I found you and I found you and I found, you know, it was, it's, it's still worth it. And I'm going to keep trying to do what I need to do. I will do what I need to do even if it kills me, church. See, my failure is not because I'm not trying, church. My failure is when I stop trying. Failure is not the, the inability to reach your goal. Failure is not even to set a goal. Failure is not, failure is to stop dreaming. Failure is not, it's not falling on your face. Failure is get, uh, failing to get back up once you fall on your face. Failure doesn't mean that you'll never stumble. Failure is refusing to get back up once you stumble. If you are doing anything for God's glory, church, ultimately, you can't fail. Did you hear that? If you do anything for God, you cannot fail. 
If you're doing you stepping out, you cannot fail. Even though it don't work out, you cannot fail, church. See, the point Jesus is making here, it is wrong to bury your talents. Use what you have and you keep trying, church. See, the world may shout, self may tell you, give up, but hope always whispers, try again. Come on, you ever blown anything? Anybody, anybody here ever fail? What'd you do with that? Did you learn, get back up, or do you say, I give up? You got to get back up. Now, I know that sometimes failure hurts, and sometimes you wanted to do something, and, and you wanted to work out, amen. But you got to understand, you got to keep on going. Maybe you got to learn from it, as my wife said. Maybe you got to just, you know what, try it again. Maybe you got to just understand that God's maybe teaching you something. But you got to continue to get up, keep doing whatever you do for God, amen. Anything you do for God, you cannot fail, church. I'd rather have someone try a ministry than to try not a ministry at all. To not do nothing at all for the kingdom. Can I try this? Go for it. Try to see if that works. Maybe the time and season wasn't there yet. Maybe we, we need to grow a little bit more. It doesn't matter because in the trying, you get to learn and you grow. You learn from mistakes. You learn what you need to do. Amen. But if God placed it in your heart, church, you got to at least try. But did you notice which person buried the talent? Was it the one with five? The one with two? Who buried it? The one with one. Why is it, listen, why is it that Satan does this to the one talent person? He tells you, you know what, you're not that talented. Don't even try. Come on, just put yourself on the sidelines and just watch. You're going to mess up things. Since you can't sing like brother, sister so-and-so, don't even try it. Since you can't preach like brother so-and-so, they're going to laugh at you. Since you can't do it like them, just stop. See, this is what Satan does to the one-talent people. You can't be like that five-talent guy over there. What's wrong with you? Put your talent aside. They're going to laugh at you. You're wasting your time. Come on, we, we look at this, amen, and Satan always picks on these one-talented people. I meet so many Christians today in the church, amen, whether it be our church, whether it be other churches I go to, amen, that are sitting on their talents. Or should I say, burying their talents and dying. There's people sitting in pews today dying because they're doing nothing for God. So you can come here and do nothing, pretty soon you will shrivel up and you're going to die. It's the truth. There's something you got to do. There's something that, you, that God has placed in your heart. I know that in every person in this place here, amen, God is telling you to do something. God is telling you to, to, to go out. So God is telling you to encourage somebody. God, God was telling you to do something. Those one-talent people don't do nothing with their talents, church, are drying up and they will dry up spiritually. They're sitting on the sidelines being spectators. I mean, you don't have to do anything great, church, but do something. 
doesn't matter what it is. You're not, God's not trying to, he's not telling you to be a five-talented person. He's not telling you, to, he just says, use the one talent you got. And maybe I'll give you something else. Maybe I'll use you. Maybe, maybe it's just to be the, the greatest greeter in this church. God, I want to just greet people. Or maybe, you know what, it's just here to pick up the offering. Or maybe it's just to be an usher that passes out the offering envelope. Or maybe, you know what, I want to be the greatest nursery teacher. Middle class or older class. Maybe I like to work with teenagers. Or maybe help out in that ministry. Or maybe whatever it is. Maybe, maybe I need to just get there a little early so I can encourage people. Just like my wife needs a little encouragement today. Maybe I can go in there and get a little early, get in the war room, pray a little bit, and maybe God will show me what I need to do with my life. Maybe I can bless somebody today. What, what is it that, see, I believe that we, we cannot come into this place and think God can't use you because he gives everybody one talent at least. He gives everybody according to their ability. Maybe you're not a one-talented person or you're a one-talented person that likes to be a five-talented person. Then do what you need to do with that one talent and let God double that. Because what did he do with that one talent? He didn't do nothing. Took it from him and gave it to who? The guy that had five. Why not the guy that had two? Gives it to the one that has more. See, people that don't use their talents and just sit in the pews and do nothing or sit on the sidelines. And then they wonder why God's moving, not moving in their lives. Then they wonder why, why God's not answering their prayers. Because God didn't call you to be a spectator. He called you to be a participator, church. The question is, why is it? The real question is, why do people play it safe? Why do people won't use their talent? Why, why is it that they put it aside? Why is it that they bury it? Well, it leads me to the next principle. The principle of motivation. Listen, fear will keep you from using your talent. Satan's favorite method is to put fear in you from using your God-given talents. Look what it says in Matthew 25, 25. He says, I was afraid, and I went, and I hid your talent in the ground. That's why people play it safe today. That's why people don't use their talent today. Satan's favorite weapon our method is to fill us with fear. Proverbs 25, 20, uh, 29, 25 says, the fear of man brings a snare. A snare means to, to be entangled or to trap you. Satan wants to entangle you guys, uh, trap you from using your talents. You see, the moment you start to worry about what other people think is when you start to bury that talent. Come on, I got this one talent, amen. I, I want to use it for God. You know what? I, I want to sing a song for the Lord, amen. It's, I don't sing very good. I, I don't sing like the five-talented person or, or the two-talented person. I, I just got this one talent, but I want to sing, amen. I, but fear grips and say they're going to laugh at you. 
Or they're going to look at you weird while you're, sleep, while you're singing. Oh, my. Singing, sleeping. <laughs> I'm going to want to go up there. Now, I want to preach, amen, but I stutter. And I, I'm afraid I'm going to make myself look like a fool. So fear grips them. There was a man who led the Israel out of Egypt from slavery who was a stutterer too, and he delivered a nation. He used this one talented person, amen, and doubled it. See, it doesn't matter. You've got to step out in it, church. See, when you start to worry what other people think about you or, or the little thing that you want to do or, you know what, I, I want to bring this to passion. I want to try this ministry, but, but I, he probably won't let me do it. So, you know, fear grips you. He's just going to tell you no. So don't even say it. See, if I would worry what other people thought of me or what I was doing for God, amen, I would not be here today. All that matters is what God thinks, not what other people think, church. You got to step out in your talent, amen, and simply do what God is telling you to do. Pay more attention to your creator than your critics. If God placed it in there, it doesn't matter. Just do it. We excuse ourselves by pointing to the more talented people and say, I, I, I had an ability like them. Come on, if I can speak as well as that person, if I could, you can fill in the blank, church. We excuse ourselves because we're one talented people, amen, and we start to look at the more talented people and say, I can't do it because I'm not like them. If I can be like them, I would do it. No, you wouldn't because you're not even using the one. Church, just because you cannot do something as well as others is not an excuse from doing nothing at all. You might be here to stay and say, why did God just give me one talent? Why does he get five? Does she get two? This isn't fair. You ever felt like that? Now, I used to get mad at God with the kind of hair he gave me. I wanted better hair. I'm serious. I wanted long hair. I can't grow long hair. It grows this <laughs> Some veto hair, amen. I wish I had veto hair, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you ever thought of that? Why do my legs have to be so skinny? Why can't they be like that? You get, you start to compare other, th we all compare, church. Come on. Come on, we all compare. Why can't I have that car? Why can't why they have that? We, 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 we compare. We're always comparing with each other, amen. And that's what leads us, amen, uh, to be competitive, amen. Uh, we tear down people. We try to get what we want, amen, or we just shut down and do nothing at all. And we're here today. And you say, man, I'm the one talent people person here. I can tell you right now, in this place, there is no five talent people. Not even myself. I'm working to gain more. Come on, we're here and God has given us to do something for the kingdom of God. And you might just say, man, I'm not like that person or I can't speak like that person. I can't sing like that. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to say something. I want to be an usher because I don't want to pray. 
Because I stutter when I pray and I don't want people laughing at me. So I get embarrassed and so, I, I, you, know, I, you know, that's why I don't sign up to be an usher because they'll, they'll ask me to pray for the offering and, and, and I'm scared. I'm afraid I'm going to pass out. Well, I want to stand here with offering envelopes. Because I don't like people staring at me because I have a complex. Come on. Look at all these excuses that we make up. I don't want to be a greeter because when I smile, I have a missing tooth. And they'll look like they're smiling like they're happy to see me, but they're, they're really laughing at me. You know, we, we think... This, these are the excuses that people think from using their one talent. I just say smile, even if you have that missing tooth. Come on. I come with my hair still. I don't have long hair, man. I say, God, I just fix it up the best to look good as I can. Amen. You got to just use what God has given you, church, and not lose an excuse or, or use an excuse not to use what God has given you. God is not, 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 not an unfair master. He's not hard at all, church. The point is, is that fear causes us to make excuses for doing nothing. We make excuses why we don't get involved in ministry, why we can't do nothing for God. And the bottom line is, is fear. You don't want to step out in it. You don't want to use the talent that God has given you. And so... If fear is the, the common thing, church, why people don't step out. We must not make excuses to avoid what God is calling us to do. Which brings me to the third principle today, the principle of application. It's saying here in our parable, if you don't use it, you will lose it. Come on, if I don't use it, I will lose this church. It's about applying. It's about exercising. It's about using your talent. Matthew 25, 18 says, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. It's a universal principle, church. It's not that God is hard. Come on, if you refuse to exercise, guess what? You're going to lose your muscle. Come on. Come on, if you refuse to use your mind, your mind will go dull. Come on, if you want to lose weight, you got to eat right or work it off. It's a universal principle, church. If you want to learn, you have to study. Otherwise, you'll never learn. Whatever skill, whatever ability, whatever talent that you have, if you don't use it, church, you will lose it. But it's also the reverse of that is true. Whatever you use will multiply. If you start to exercise, guess what? You will gain muscle. If you want more money, guess what? Start giving. Start planting seeds. Just like the, what my brother used right now, Rhea, about this thing. She used it, amen, and she gained. There was an old saying back in the day, man, when you went through struggles, amen, and you had some financial issues, you gave your way out. You didn't stop giving. You didn't stop giving your tithes. You continue to give your way and you trust God. Just like Brother Ray was saying about this widow who trusted God. I'm going to give my last two pennies. I'm going to trust God with it. Her giving gave her way out. 
She's mentioned today, she's talked about today of this person here whose name we do not know, amen, but she's mentioned of the widow who gave all. She used her talents. She used all that she had, and God multiplied her and blessed her. Come on, he used his own personal experience of $100. And I don't know if he didn't eat all week or someone blessed him, amen. He didn't go as far as that, amen. But he gave the $100, amen, and went back and the bill got paid. I remember one time, can I use you, babe? Jewelry, an offering, yes? Go for it, amen, hallelujah. My wife wanted to give so bad, but she had no money. No money at all. I didn't give her no money. I don't know. I was lost at that time, man. But the offering basket was passing around, and she wanted to be part of this. And so what she did, she took off a bracelet, a gold bracelet, and put it in the offering basket. I don't know what happened there, amen. It says, look, if someone get a bracelet. I don't know what happened with that, but she gave. She wanted to give. She wanted to give, all, but she gave all she had. She goes, give, your, give that necklace, give that, 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 put that in there. And she did. And the basket went, and there it went. And then someone found a necklace or, right, bracelet. Found it, gave it to her. He says, here, I found this and, and gave it to her. She says, I'm giving it to her. So she, she puts it on, and, and she was like, that's cool. And she realized the bracelet she gave came back. And what name was on there? It said bracelet, and it said Maria. So God took her bracelet, engraved it for her, and gave it back. <laughs> that's God. She wanted to give. She says, man, I got something I, I want to give and gave it away. See, we, we're, we're scared to give things. And we have to understand that we need to apply them. And if we want something, we got to use the talent because whatever you use, it will multiply. It will come back to you. The Bible says, uh, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down and running over. There's so many testimonies in our fellowship, in other fellowships, where God urged them to give, uh, give all they have, amen, uh, and it came back a hundredfold. You give, you, you move, uh, that's a talent. God's using the talent of giving. It may be money, it may be this, but maybe it's your talent, maybe it's your time, maybe whatever, that's a talent. God says, I want to use you. I want to see if you, you, you will give yourself. God has given me the ability to preach to people, to preach the gospel. But when I started church, man, I used to say amen around a thousand times a message. Amen? <laughs> Come on, it was just amen, 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 amen. I, I probably had like two words and the rest of them with amen throughout, the ser uh, throughout my sermon. Come on, you ever been there? Man, it, just, it was just an amen, amen, amen. Jesus, good amen, 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 amen. Okay, altar call. 
I mean, I, I went up there and I wanted to use a talent. God says, go up there. I, I want you to preach the word of God. I, I, I want you to go up there. I would sign up for, for shotgun preaching. I would sign up, amen, for, for talent night. I would sign up and say, God, I want to use this talent. And I would go up, kinds of amens, amen. I even look back at some of the messages I preached when I first started the church, amen. I'm thinking, why did people stay? Amen. Man, but I started to use my talent more and more, amen, and it grew, amen. I, I got better and better, or I got gooder and gooder, amen, but I'm still developing, amen. I, I'm using the talent that God has given me. I, I started with one, amen, and it's doubled, amen, and I'm doubling it more, amen. And I'm not saying I got all the abilities. I'm not a, I'm not a, five, a five-star preacher, amen, a five-talented preacher, amen, but I'm using what God has given me, amen, and I will use it to the best of my ability, amen. I, I'm not here here to impress anyone. I'm here to just simply use what God is telling me to use. Because the more you use it, church, the more it grows. But the less you use it, you'll lose it. You see, when God is doing his part, developing what he has given you, and you start to use the part that God has given you, then God will do his part and open a door that no one can shut. He wants to see you doing your part, using that one talent. Maybe you don't know what that one talent is, but you've got to ask God, God, what is it for me that you want me to do here? God, I don't really have a lot of talent. I, I can't go up there and preach. I, I can't pray over an offering, God. I, I can't do these things, but God, I, I, can, I can shake a good hand and smile real good, God. I can be a great greeter, God. God, I, 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 can, I can help people sit down, God. I can, be a, I can help out there. God, I, I, can, I can clean a toilet the best of anyone here, amen. You know, I can do something for you, God. You know what? I can watch... Infants, amen. God, I, I can take care of babies and play with them and, and let their mom and dad uh, be blessed in the, in, 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 as they're watching, uh, hearing a service, God. I, I, I like to get involved with kids. I, I, I have this, God. I don't have a lot of talent, God, uh, but can you use me? See, once you start to do your part, uh, he develops that one talent inside, uh, gets it to perfection, amen, uh, and then starts to open greater doors for you. That's the principle of application, church. You've got to apply what's been given to you. Which brings me to the last principle. The principle of reward. Everybody likes the reward part. Come on, you, you ever got a reward in school? Wasn't that like the greatest feeling? <laughs> they call you best attendance. Not hurry, man. <laughs> Come on, best citizenship or whatever it is, whatever, whatever award, amen. It feels good to get a reward, right? Why? Because they use their talents. They use it through the course of a season, a course of a semester, a course of whatever it is, amen. And finally all their hard work paid off and they get a reward. The last principle here is that God, he says, if you use it wisely, you'll be rewarded. In verse 33, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. See, God notices your work. Your, the things that you do does not go off scene. No, no one, God sees what you're doing. 
Whatever you do for God, he notices. Even the things that you're doing in secret, even the things that you're doing outside there, he sees everything. And so he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Promotion, increase. He doubles what you have. Then he says, come and share your master's happiness. Celebration. He notices your work. He promotes you. And there's a celebration. Let's throw a party for you. You've been good. You've been faithful. This is your reward. I'm going to double it. I'm going to give you increase. I'm going to give you more. I'm going to bless you on your job. I'm going to bless you in your ministry. I'm going to bless you in this. And also there's a celebration. A notice. See, the person who is active with their talents, a person who uses their talents to serve God, will be rewarded. The person that has no heart for the kingdom of God, to work for the kingdom, amen, listen, will be punished. God rewards faithfulness, not laziness. Those who bear no fruit for the kingdom of God cannot expect to be treated the same way of those who are faithful. Church, our time, our abilities, our money, our talents. you got to remember, like I said, the first principle is what? Everything belongs to God. It's not, none of our things. you got to understand, we are only caretakers, amen. We're not owners. But when we ignore, ignore to use what God has given us, church, we are being rebellious and deserve to be punished. But when we're faithful... Come on, somebody. When you start to use, you start to apply what God has given you, then he will reward you. See, God is looking for participators, not spectators. I know that when you come to church, amen, and you come and you get saved, and there's some things that we need to get fixed, and we're getting our lives back together, and we're, and, we're, and we're doing this, and we understand that he died on the cross, and we come to Jesus and say, God, save me, and we repent, we give our lives to God, he cleanses us, he removes all our sins, and says, you know what, go and sin no more, amen, we come, and we sit in the pew, and now we got to learn, and now we got to understand, and so now we get discipled, the word of God, and we, we go to, we get involved and start to grow in, 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 our, in, our, in, our, in our walk with him and all of a sudden now it's like okay now what what is it can I do but when we come here year after year month after month and we sit here and do nothing then you're not using your talent and he's calling you wicked and lazy and you'll be punished see the third person didn't use it he says take this unprofitable servant away and turn him and throw him into outer darkness where there be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. You'll get away from the presence of God. You'll get away from the glory of God. you get away from all that God wants to give you, church, if we don't use our talents. And then we sit here and complain. We complain, it's, it's the pastor. It's, no, no, it's you. You use the excuse. You can point your fingers all you want to me, but it's not me. It's you. Are you doing what God's telling you to do? It's not my fault. I'm here to be the delivery boy. I'm here to deliver the news, and then you got to do what you're going to do with it. Are you going to apply it? Are you going to use it? Are you going to exercise it? Or are you going to sit on it? 
Because if you're sitting on it, you can't blame me. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to pray for you. But you know what? You're going to have to get up and start doing something. Come on, somebody. My wife stood up here and said, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm disappointed or discouraged of the things I see not being done. Sometimes like we sit here and say, man, there's some talented people sitting on their one talent. And usually if they sit here long enough, they don't last here long. They, you don't see them anymore. They may come back and then you don't see them. But if you stay here a long time, man, it has to eat you up. You've got to do something for God. Something. Some kind of service. Some kind of giving. I mean, we all have a talent to tell somebody about Jesus, right? Come on, that, that's your first thing is to tell the world, to share the gospel. That's, that's a talent, church. It's not necessarily doing labor. It's, it's sharing uh, and being the Christian and being the voice, amen, and sharing the gospel uh, and discipling and uh, encouraging. Uh, all this is very simple stuff, church. We got to apply and we have to just continue to do what God is telling us to do. If we're going to grow, if you're going to grow, how many want to grow here? Come on, really, how many want to grow in this place, amen? I hope that you didn't come to just sit down and say, you know what, I just came to visit. I came to just have a, you know, just hear a good message and move on, and that way I can just do what I want to do. No, you got you to come. If you come here, it's like, man, I want to grow. I want to do something. I want to give back. You know, God has been so faithful to me. God has been so good to me, amen. I want to do more for him. Now that he's done a lot for me, can I just help a little bit? Can I do this? I mean, I love it when people come and say, God, well, what do you have me to do? Can I do something here, Pastor? Yes. Whether you're here, you get, if you get saved just today and want to do something, we'll use you. We, we, we need people, amen. We need help, amen. We need to grow, amen. But I, what the great part is that you're part of something. And now you're using the talent. Now that you start using the talent, you feel good about yourself. I'm involved. That's my church. This is what I do at my church. This is what I do for the kingdom of God. I'm the best smile at Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. I can smile the best, amen. I greet everybody at our door, amen. You come to, me, to my church, you'll meet me first. And I'll be there to welcome you. Yeah. Come on, you go to the coffee shop, I will serve you the best cup of coffee. Because I work at the cafe and volunteer there. You know what? When you drop in, you bring your kids, they'll be coming to me, and then I'll take care of them. <laughs> that sounded a little bad, huh? You got to do something. See, a lot of us want to just jump to the five talent things. We want to be the, we want the visible talent. We want to, you know what, I, I can do better announcements than your son. You need to put me up there, Pastor. Well, you need to start giving first. Maybe we'll put you up there. See, there's some things you got to do, church. We, everyone wants to jump to the five talents. Two talents. But nobody, nobody, nobody wants to use the one. See, they, they all want to jump here, and you got to understand, you got to use what you got in order to gain something. If you want to double, you got to use what God has given you. And maybe one day... If, if God wants you here, he'll put you here. 
He'll put you in the place. He'll, if you want to be a preacher, he'll put you as a preacher. I mean, all the guys are looking for preachers too. Come on, if I'm going to plant a church, I need preachers. I want somebody to have a heart to preach the word of God and say, man, I, I found my talent. I used my one talent. I got it doubled. And I doubled that, Pastor. I'm ready to go. I, I want to minister the gospel, man. Uh, let me lose him, man. I want to go to the north side of Vegas or, or I want to go to Henderson. Uh, I want to go to the south side. I want to go west side. Whatever it is, God, uh, use me now. I've used my talents. I've been good and faithful. Promotion comes. Reward, celebration. How, do, how are we going to expect that from those that do faithful things for those that do nothing and expect to get that? You're not going to get what they're getting. You're not going to get the faith. You, you, you can't get that if you're not faithful. We've got to apply the things that God has given us, church. See, the best use of your life is to invest it in something that will outlast it. Listen, church, we all die. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. You were made by God and for God. And until you understand that, church, life will never make sense. Life isn't about finding yourself. It's about discovering who God created you to be. The question is, what are you going to do with your life? Are you going to waste it? Are you going to spend it? Or are you going to invest it? How about you? But I chose to invest it. It's time to give back, church, and use the one talent. It's making someone laugh. That's a talent. You bring joy to people. That's a talent. You're the best encourager. That's a talent. You like to pray for people. That's a talent. Giving and helping as a talent. Use the gift. This hospitality, use your gift. Whatever it is, you know what it is. You know what God has for you. You know what God has placed in your life. It's a sin not to use it. Amen. Why don't you guys just stand up? Amen.